Tonight's presidential debate started off by spending an inordinate amount of time talking about what the candidates considered to be the disasters of the Iraq and Afghanistan wars. I do think they stated their case as well, and I have to admit, I don't think George Bush has any chance at all of being reelected. <laughs> During the closing statements in tonight's Democratic debate, Tom Steyer said that the American people are his teammates, and he won't allow anyone to kick his teammates in the face, clearly sensing a clear and present danger from Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> and finally... Bernie Sanders reportedly told Elizabeth Warren in a private meeting in 2018 that a woman can't be elected president. He later apologized, explaining what he really meant is that she can't be elected president. The Trump Report starts now! I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, with the buzz... Yes, late night here at AfterBuzz TV for a special... Post-debate, post-post-debate, post-post-post-debate, little wrap-up show here on Trump Report. I'm Christian Blatt, joined by Chelsea Galicia. Hello there. Tamara Brown. Hi there. And of course, the Scott Moore making his first appearance of 2020. Yes. Now, to be Good fair, to be we've only had one show previously in 2020, so you really, yeah. you know, you only missed one. But <laughs> still, your first appearance That's for 2020. That's true. Uh, a lot to focus on, and uh, I... I like to always start off with focusing on the big issue, what was really important. And um, who here on the panel knew that 1990 was 30 years ago? Because um, <laughs> I'm not raising my hand. I did not. Ten years no, ago to me. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, we learned so much <laughs> from these debates. It's true. That when he said 1990, she's like, yeah, 30 years ago, I was like, it was like my wires I was wearing brain. two hammer pads. <laughs> I was I feel too like legit I to quit. I mentioned that. I, I said to a friend the other day, you know, somebody born in 1990 is 30 years old this year. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm set on it. I think I'm, I'm I've accepted it. Oof. No, I haven't. No. no, not yet. <laughs> and and I and clearly Bernie can't accept it. Uh, <laughs> and I don't blame him, by the way. So there was a lot of back and forth about that. Uh, and then uh, looking at uh, you know before the debate, and I, for some reason I thought there were only going to be five. And then I was like, wait a minute, who's here that I didn't expect? Uh, what was it? Who was the last sort of the last minute uh, was, was Steyer? Did he just buy his way on? Yeah, it, yeah, it's I been, think it's, when you said it was five, that's how many. Yeah, it, since last then, week it was five. Somebody just came yeah. on all of a sudden. So I looked Steyer. at the collection of people on the stage, and I'm like, okay, well, why are Amy Klobuchar and Tom Steyer here? But then it's like, wait, aren't they polling higher than Mayor Pete? Like he's got like seven percent. I know it depends on what poll you're looking at. Mm-hmm. And in the Iowa poll, he's doing better. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why he's certainly hanging in. But I, I don't know how he qualifies. I mean, that just tells you that uh, Andrew Yang should have started giving out those thousand dollars to people like during the primaries. You know, now before the primaries, because I think he'd be polling higher if I had a thousand dollars from him. I would I would feel obligated. I think it would be rude to not vote for him. So And I don't need it every month. More, right? So more money in politics is what yeah. Christians no. voting for. No, no. This is money coming out of politics <laughs> going to me. So that's a different concept than yeah, the one that I right. suggest when I talk yeah, about that's, money. That's money going out. into politics. I like the idea of taking money out of politics mm-hmm. and putting like it into Like literally look, taking it out I'll and putting share, it in your pocket. I want all of you to get $1,000 as well. I'm not going to share my $1,000, you know, but I want each of you to get your own individual $1,000. Yes. I, I actually, that's the concept of getting money out of politics so that 
the people can get more of the benefit of having a government. So I guess I'm in the Yang gang, is what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> uh, so a little late to the party. Well, I mean, he wasn't he wasn't there tonight? But that's all right. He I, I saw that he threw a party of his own, so that's more fun, right? Um, you know, where he gave out a thousand dollars to everybody that was there. <laughs> oh man, don't even tell me that. How did I not get on that list? So uh, what I actually like to do is try and figure out. Okay, did anybody? At the end of the debate, come off where you're like, oh, I feel like they're in a worse spot than they were going in. Yeah, CNN. I, uh, <laughs> wow. I was, okay, so I didn't feel that way for any of the candidates. So for CNN, you felt that way. Uh, specifically, why? Um, these, these have been the same questions, mm-hmm. s- phrased in much the same way, I think, as the previous six debates. This should have been the question about, on the issue of health care, Besides Medicare for all, what do you think we can do to improve the health of Americans? Uh, besides the USMCA, what is there about trade that people should know about your what your administration plans to do? But let me play devil's advocate for a second because that's actually why I'm here. Do, it, it, would it be easier to ask new questions about health care if the candidates who don't want to say how much it's going to cost would say how much it costs? And it's oh not my God, like, he did. Wait, wait, he did. Wait, well, I, no, the only person who said it was going to cost was Mayor Pete. No, he said, said it was going to be 1.5 trillion. So Bernie mm-hmm. specifically said for, uh, if you're making $60,000, you would pay in uh, $1,200 instead of $12,000, which you're paying right now. And then immediately Biden said that. That n- the numbers wouldn't add up. That would that's not how it would work out. And then every single, almost every single candidate said the phrase, "the numbers don't add up." So I wish that we. It's too late now, but like we should be doing these debates. I would love it if instead of as, as many, what is this three? Or, this is fourth, the fourth debate. This is now no, it's like the six. Seven. Is this a six? Six or seven? Yeah, seven. See? it's been going on since the summer. Seven. We should have yeah. broke rather than break the debates up by candidates. I wish that they had been broken up by subject. I mean, they so that we're talking about these halls. three topics. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. I mean, they've had the town halls. Break mm-hmm. them up by topics, so because we need to spend more time on things like healthcare. And I would really love there to be a fact checker or somebody but who's some sort of I'll industry industry insider. The numbers don't add up. So just they, just so that when each person is saying your plan won't work, mine will. Your plan won't work. Somebody there to be, because, and I'm and only because as somebody who's watching it, I don't like nobody's swaying me one way or the other. It seems like a pointless argument because is this as long as this person's saying your your numbers don't add up, mine do, I don't know the difference. So what's the purpose of that whole interaction? Yeah, I think that they're shooting themselves in the foot because they make the entire you know panel of of camp of, of uh, candidates look weak on the issue that they don't know what they're talking about. The reason why some say the numbers don't add up or yes they do is because of what they're including in their number. So it's easy to make a number sound small. I think um Buttigieg is like 1.5 billion or something he said which is not small but it's not as big as like but what are you including in healthcare? Does it include a lot of the things that mental health, dental, you know, that aren't some of the things which are not currently included. So I I think that the reason this is so hard to nail down is because we don't exactly know what the cost of health care is going to be because we, on the whole, we're getting unhealthier and unhealthier. 
Uh, we're getting more numerous and more new populations growing all the time. So the we, silver wave is coming. So we can't That's what exactly they call the boomers. nail it down. Which is why I wish okay, instead of just boomer. Medicare for all that we would actually talk about what are the other things that we should be doing to make people healthier and therefore bring down the cost of health care, no matter who's paying for it, whether we're paying for it ourselves, our employers are paying for it, or the government's paying for it. But yeah. Well, I think that the, the question usually is, and look at this uh, wow. wonderful uh, artistic Ooh. rendering. Uh, I didn't know that there was a court stenographer. There, <laughs> but uh, I, Does that really look like Tom Steyer to anyone, by the way? That, yeah. 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 All right. I guess that's, that's yeah. with that, Ken, you know you know what that looks like that looks Kendall? like Tom Steyer in 1990, but that's just <laughs> which was ten years ago, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. So I, I don't know. I guess a lot of the questions will stem from you know how much is it going to cost the government and, and, but how, and what what other issue in any debate, Democratic or Republican, has that been the thing that people have had to answer? How much is that going to cost? How many times have we talked about? Uh, foreign policy and going into a country doing that where the question was brought up oh wait I want to know the budget for this first I mean I would like to uh, that would be fair enough if we were to bring it up for every subject fine but why is it that it's this one the one about helping Americans it would be great if in somebody's coverage uh, this is not about uh, debates of uh, State of the Union address regardless of who the president is you just have a little like uh, tally down there that everything that they promise like you just add up like what it's going to cost and it might take a little while but then you just have like a running total you know how you used to have like the debt clock in in Times Square I just want to know how much is you know because when it gets to the point it's like at some point in the debate they said that uh, you know Trump has spent you know trillions of dollars when you, you get to that level, it's like it becomes imaginary. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem yeah. like real money that, anymore. That, exactly. You know, when you're like, oh, it's like $50 billion. Like, okay, that is kind of cartoony. But then when you get to the multiple trillions, you're like, is that even really a number? Mm-hmm. You know, even, have, have, who, who's seen a trillion right. dollars here? Right. It's not something that people can grasp because I mean, it's something that's I mean, such a large number. I know money bra- money bags Brown over there has seen a trillion dollars. The rest of don't, us have not. Don't I wish I had? Don't I wish I had seen? Don't you wish that was your nickname? $10, I mean, like if we try and think of it, I mean, what amount of like, let's say, real estate in downtown Los Angeles? Like, how many of those buildings would you have to put together? To get to a trillion dollars, and that might be a way to make it more tangible for people. But I well, don't know. people don't even understand. I mean, the big, such a big problem with the wealth gap is because people don't understand how wealthy the one percent actually right. it's is. Like we're all here, and then it's like, yeah, it's you, like you just, think you that the wealthiest Americans are here, but they're they're mm-hmm. through like. Yeah. No, there's there's no there's no, chart. The lighting. Yeah. there's no chart that can show the poorest Americans and the wealthiest Americans on the same chart. You know, I mean, it's it's not big, at least not a printed one. You know, you can't fit it on the same. So that we need to find somebody some should have brought that to the debate. Something like that took up like the whole ceiling length and like yeah, this visual aids, visual aids, yes. really yes. made a difference. Mm-hmm. We've solved the problem. Or five Empire State Buildings stacked on top of each <laughs> so, other. So what like, I'm saying know. is I think Carrot Top should join the presidential race. I mean, oh, you know, look, Mike Bloomberg got in and he's like in third place now. He's not even in debates. But uh, he's <laughs> so buying why, a lot of why commercials. Why was in and not Bloomberg? Apparently made the threshold, which uh, with was the, the, the individual. Polls. He had yeah, more time, the, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, he had too. the polls, but I still think he had enough donors too, which is the other thing. But are all the get. donors himself? <laughs> like, <laughs> is Tim Steyer and Jim Steyer, and I don't know. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. So uh, one of my favorite things that happened uh, early in the debate was uh, how Wolf Blitzer kept saying, we're going to get to everyone, <laughs> but I'm going to ask the same three people <laughs> questions. And I know that it, like legitimately they ask more questions to the people who are polling the highest. I just thought it was funny. It's like, don't. Don't like pander. Don't pretend. To, to yeah, don't pretend people. that you're going to get you know get to everyone on all these issues. You know. I mean, but we certainly heard from them more than in all the other debates. Yeah. Well, like because we had half as many people. Right. I have to say, if you ask me who stood out in this race, I like Steyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He really. I'm not saying that like he's my guy now, or I'm going to be. You know, I'm on Team Steyer. I'm just saying that like to me, who who really garnered my attention. He really did. He seemed likable, and I tweeted this. I feel 100% that his goal in this debate was he he was he was uh, stumping to be somebody's VP. I saw you. Uh, I actually saw you tweet that, mm, and uh, I, I agree. I, I think... I don't know how I missed that. Yeah, do you follow Tamara? I do! Because okay. many times as he said, you know, Elizabeth had a good point, and look yeah. what Elizabeth and Klobuchar does, and Pete's the only one here who did this, and then that whole team, the the thing about uh, my teammates at the end yes he was talking about America but there were certain parts of it where he was making it sound like this is my this is my team, this is my team. Yeah. and so I totally feel like he was and he was super likable um, I liked so much of what he said uh, the when when he was asked about you know being uh, the the a, a mil, uh, is he a millionaire billion I suppose billionaire, he's a billionaire right point billionaire point. Who, well he's a billionaire and that's why you who, like him because you billionaires in, stick together <laughs> who invested in oil yeah. and he said you know yes I did but I got because I invested in everything that was profitable but I got out ten years ago because I realized that the you know like his yeah. answer to it I really appreciate no he that. got out ten years ago in 1990. So right. sense. Right. No, I did like that yeah. because look, a lot of people can answer that differently. Yeah, they can. You know, they don't have to be as forthcoming. You know. Yeah, and They're, I liked when they said, you know, do your kids deserve? Uh, are are they entitled to public education? And he just said, no. I, you know, like I, I don't. Know, I thought he was clean and clear. And, I think his best line was when they were going back and forth between the Medicare and whose numbers do and don't mm-hmm. add up, and then he kind of simmered everybody down and said. This is not a complicated problem. I'm reading from my notes, so they may or may not be correct. But spending too much because corporations own the system. You know that I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. We've given tax cuts to the richest Americans and biggest corporations for decades. They are having their way. This is cruelty for money. And then he brought, that's why I'm for term limits. I'm like, oh, man, you should have quit while you were ahead. <laughs> not that I disagree with right. term limits. Right, but it's a separate term limits. It's a separate but yeah. yeah, it was but like, yes. oh, you know, of, but, I yeah. appreciate it, but you yeah, yeah. should have stopped there. It just was a, a poor call and where to stop. No, it. we hadn't heard him talk anywhere near this much. And right. I think, you know, sometimes when you get to talk more, it's not necessarily a good thing. But I, I thought that, look, he made good points and he has been very upfront that, you know, climate change is the thing that's most important to him. And I think he went to the well a couple of times about okay. like, yeah, but none of you think it's as important as I do. Yeah, but, okay, but here's what I don't get. He see, he understands, he talks about all the time about how corporations have got us sort of in this stranglehold. And then he says the biggest thing is climate change. You have to kind of pick one horse as your primary horse. When he splits himself this way, it weakens, like, what his brand is. I think we've got to clean up the money in politics so that we can clean up the climate and everything else. But when he splits himself and then Mm -hmm. says, and I'm the best on the economy, then um, he just 
makes he washes himself out There's, in the sea of camp. As uh, I as candidates. I was saying, I wish that they had bro- they would break debates up by topic. Another reason for that is because there's something there's a phrase being used a lot now called compassion fatigue, and it's like people are getting exhausted by having to care about 40 issues all at once and yeah when, we should care about all, one corruption <laughs> democracy and which not is to, the you know other and, side and, of the and same not coin. to say that you you should lack compassion but it's just so it, it's it's damaging to people's mental health and and their anxiety levels right now when you are constantly bombarded with what's more important this 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 which or this which is why if they would all coalesce on to say if we deal with this one primary issue we got to attack it from several angles here it is then this is all, all the things that we could affect and I think change. Bernie was very good at at that he he would usually always circle back to getting corporations you know responsibility yeah but I, the way that he goes after it is like it's corporate greed, I think is limiting to the, in terms of the number of people who are going to go along with that. Because a lot of people think they like corporations. The big corporations are the ones that they know and that they shop at. And so that they feel maybe a little insulted that like you're, huh. you're attacking something that I huh. believe in or that I, I work can't. for or that is very American. And instead of the greed, because it, it is a, it's not quite greed. Like, I don't know. Is a sociopath greedy? They don't even have the consciousness for greed. So, right, they're, they're not, I don't think that they're greedy. They, that's just how a sociopath operates without a conscience. Yeah. And so it's not the people of the corporations. It is the rules, the set of rules that we have given corporations um, to run by. That is what has them behave this way. So it is a systemic problem, not a people greed problem and I think it limits the number of people who will who will be passionate about uh, Bernie's attack on corporations. Well and I also think a lot of people want to be able to think of themselves as having an opportunity to be wealthy or rich it, you know it kind of goes into the American dream so a lot mm-hmm. of people that's why they kind of looked at Donald Trump a lot and thought oh okay well here's this self made of course it's not true but they see that person coming in they see someone who's wealthy and they think oh great I have an opportunity to do that too I don't you know Want I want to be able to have the same opportunities everyone else does, and companies can provide that and a way to move up and a way to make money. And so I think when people say that, uh, it kind of goes back to the '80s and you know greed is good and that kind of thing, where people want to feel that they have that opportunity to have it too, and it's not you know out of their reach. And by making it into a negative too, I think that has a lot of people. So you're saying feel. St- the people can really grasp onto Steyer. That's what I feel like. <laughs> I think if you were like so, like people understand what a sociopath right. is, yeah. right? Um, and I think if you the, that we have a we uh, corporations are literally sociopaths. That's how we we create them out of thin air, paper to operate in our lives and kind of control our country, and they have no conscience. Um, I don't know who's with me. Well, it goes that. back to. Je- Jennifer Government. Well, Jennifer Government. You know, that's a great book, uh, and it has that post-apocalyptic thing where it is basically like all these multinational corporations are basically running the planet. They are the government and everything yes. else. And I've seen that in certain things, like even going back to Disney in Central Florida, they have their own sort of government in parts of these areas where Disney World is. And you know, you you can kind of see that where money plays a role, and all of a sudden now money is giving power to certain corporations. And so it does go back to. Um, what I think a lot of the debate did touch on today, and that is that 
there is too much power right now in the corporations. Is it necessary? Like you said, greed is not necessarily the way to break it. It's a power thing. It's what you said. It's the structure that we have allowed. It's the, you know Citizens United. It's all these other things that have happened that have given this power uh, to these corporations like anything else. And now they have too much of it. And that starts to affect every and everyday I think life. I that would fix right? the fatigue problem because if mm-hmm. we can just focus on one thing – Maybe we wouldn't feel like we're spreading ourselves in 40 different directions. Mm-hmm. Uh, earlier, Chelsea, you said that uh, you thought, <clears throat> excuse me, CNN was the uh, big loser. <laughs> and I thought it was uh, in reference to what they were clearly waiting to pounce on was the, you know, what I mentioned at the top of the show, this uh, comment that uh, Bernie says he didn't make. And I guess uh, the moderator Abby yep. Phillips just immediately I was I thought it was a, it was an interesting moment where he's like so I didn't say it. and, and immediately like, so she says said, so when he yeah, said yeah, Senator yeah. Warren when he yeah. said it it was like mm-hmm. all you have to say is like when you claim he said it or yeah you know, that it, was but it was just harsh. like yeah, yeah it was just like oh clearly I believe Elizabeth Warren because she's Elizabeth Warren and mm-hmm. she's you know Elizabeth Warren played it really well because she's like no I know what you're trying to do mm-hmm. you're trying to get your little moment where you know you re- I mean she still addressed the issue mm-hmm. without really taking taking the bait to that extent but um, that surprised me and I I have to admit that I don't I don't know Abby Phillips I had oh, never seen her yes. before yeah, yeah. so I, I didn't is that something that you should have seen coming from her well or? I bet in the progressive commentary that I have seen, this is all of this has been that this is either mainstream media or uh, establishing Democrats trying to have progressives tear each other down. Right. And so, if you believe that, and CNN is sort of mainstream media, then then that would play into the narrative that CNN wants to destroy the Democratic, uh, the progressive wing of the Democratic Party by having them fight against each other. Right. So that's one way to do it is just you know throw a grenade into the into the center of it. But I liked how they both kept a clamp on it and they both directed it in other directions. And yeah. I, I I it was interesting that Bernie disclosed that before he ran for president last time around that he met with Elizabeth Warren to make sure she really wasn't running because there were people that wanted her to run. Mm-hmm. Right. And only when she said she wasn't going to run that he made the decision to go forward. So I thought that was interesting. I thought that that shows that behind the scenes they really are, you know, allies and compadres and that this has been sort of, you know, made much ado about nothing. I can say, and I think anybody in a long-term serious relationship has had a conversation where you swear you didn't say something and the other person swears that you did and both people like in their hearts of hearts believe yeah. that mm-hmm. they are telling the truth about their position i don't know that's just me. Well, it also could have just been conversationally just like oh, i don't you know it, yeah. maybe not even like a woman won't it. it could have been like yeah i don't think a woman's gonna or trump is gonna tear down a woman or yeah. something to that effect. it just could have been something that's what i'm saying it could have been something like that where technically yes he said it but he didn't but say the words i mm-hmm. on it as a woman i do not care whether he said it or not yeah i, I don't care I don't. Does anybody? Anybody? Do we have people in the chat room? Does anybody care? Or does any women's care that he said that? If he said that, which I don't even know if he did. I mean, it wouldn't make all that much sense. I mean, to say he, that a woman would have a hard time because he would be nasty and vicious and cruel to them the way he was to Hillary, 
would be accurate. Why? Do you mean, you know, stalking around on the stage and just yeah. standing behind there? Has her? To, was, I wonder if there's going to be new, new that? rules about that. Like, you, you, must, yeah. you must stay uh, within, stay. like, two feet of there's your There's, like, podium. your box of where you have to it's, be around, you right. know. And you it's will like, get a technical foul yeah. if you it's step like, out of it. It's like the old, uh, well, it's uh, the sitcom thing, but it's from the, the old movie happened one night where you basically, you'd, like, draw a line down the middle right. of the room and, like, you can't go across this line. It's like the you put piece of tape. Put an actual piece of tape. And then I imagine him going to the end of the line and then yeah. being like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Pick up the tape and just move it along. Oh, closer. yeah, that's another thing. Yeah. But he would be so like, what? I'm just going to stick my toe. What? What are you? What, what, what does it matter? What are you going to do to me? I can so see him playing it like the way a four or five year old would try and like push the boundaries of what they can get away with and be really obnoxious and annoying. I hope we don't have to deal with that. Uh, but so we'll, probably. We'll I think the issue isn't so much like can a, a, a woman win, but uh, I guess the question is these two women who are now left, how would they measure up against Trump? I mean, uh, obviously... That was a really good point that both Elizabeth Warren said the, the only ones who have won against right. Republican Incumbent. other candidates mm-hmm. are the two In the women last 30 on years. stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that was a good way right, to play it. But they, they have, they, they've never run in a primary for president before. So, That's you know, true. I mean, it's just like. I, we're like, going to find out very shortly about Amy Klobuchar because if she does not finish in the top two. I would say three. three. Well, Even if she came in third place in Iowa, she's got I mean, it. In Iowa, but then Iowa. in New Hampshire, she'd right. have to be, you know, well, yes. uh, somewhere around there, I would say. But but taking it back just a minute, I think that Elizabeth Warren did a great job of kind of threading the needle with that response. Like, basically what you're saying, Christian, she didn't allow herself to f- fall for it because in a way, it, it's also politically expedient for her as well because – Bernie and her are closest in that progressive wing that need each other's support if one were to drop out. So it makes it more difficult, not saying it would be right or wrong, but it makes it more difficult for her to (laughs) blatantly call him, go after him and attack him when they're both kind of symbiotic in the sense that they kind of need each other right now. And whoever leaves, they need their support. Yes. So they have to, they had to kind of be very difficult with that. And I think CNN was trying to go after that to, I've said this before, and I totally believe that Elizabeth Warren is a strong candidate yeah. on her own, mm-hmm. but she is helped by the fact that Bernie is even more to the left of her mm-hmm. because it makes her seem like a slightly more moderate choice. She's mm-hmm. not the most extreme. But she's like that number two or number one. You know, they, they're kind of on each other's short mm-hmm. list there for voters right now. So they're they, the they two head cheerleaders. Of, they kind of they need each other right now. So she did a very good job of not playing into the, the question and allowing it to become more of a negative issue than it needed to be because she really also still needs those Bernie supporters too were he to not do as well and drop out at some point down the line. And, and to Tamara's point, yes, they're Will Ferrell and Sherry O'Terry, mm-hmm. the cheerleaders from that uh, <laughs> Let me get in a couple of comments from the chat. Reference from uh, 1990. Yeah. <laughs> 96. I know. Thank you yeah. very much. <laughs> the demon I agree with Chelsea. It might oh. be miscommunication. Doesn't really matter. Uh, and R. Scott Brown says... Warren didn't shake Bernie's hand at the end. I didn't see that. Oh. Yeah, Looked like that. she was scolding him. Tom Steyer was watching them, waiting for his handshake, <laughs> and it looked awkward AF, which I assume means Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I mean... I heard about that. I heard I saw it. But I didn't here, see yeah. it because I, I finally got to take the nap that I'd been putting off for two hours while I, mean, I was I, listening. I, I think probably she was peeved by his insistence on saying, no, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. I beat a Republican incumbent. And then right. she had to say, 
no, I'm not wrong. I said I, in the I, last 30 mm-hmm. years, you know, I think that that's probably what Look, she was Scott and I are like burning on this. Well, I, just 1990 could not have possibly been 30 years ago. <laughs> I think so she's Bernie, wrong. Actually, in my mind, it's still 2019, so it was only 29 years ago at best. Well, I think Bernie missed the 30 years ago part because yes. I, I did too. I thought I think he thought she said has never in general. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then instead of just being like, oh, I misheard you. Yeah, he Elizabeth's like, like I'm to trying to get us both out of this yeah. as cleanly mm-hmm. and nicely as possible, and you got to like. He, get, he did keep yeah. it going. I, I mean, yeah. look again. I th- I did see it at the end, and I felt like it's also now something to throw in to add to this whole thing. Going back to the question of like, oh, look at them fighting and they hate each other and. You know, that we're, we're getting progressives too, will not fall we're getting, for this. Yeah, and, we're getting too involved in that. Start to choose one or the other, and I, I will. You know, the Bernie followers are a never Warren, and vice versa. Like, if we let that happen, they have won, and we have. Well, that's what I'm saying. It and, got and silly. And on that we're, note, we're I, I, my opinion, the best line of the night is when Bernie said, "Whoever gets the nom, and I hope that it's me, mm-hmm. but whoever yeah. gets the nom, I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that person won." I think I, that was. I a- did like the moment between uh, Bernie and Biden. Biden was speaking about uh, the supreme leader of Iran, who you know said that he should be like beaten with a stick, like a dog or whatever. And and, and so <laughs> Bernie, Bernie chimed in. He's like, but other than that, you like him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, all right, well, that was a nice moment of levity. I kept the because tally even, of even, those even, chuckle moments. Right. Even mm-hmm. they are like, how many of these things are we got? to do let's you know we're we're basically saying the same things because we're usually being asked the same questions and you could make the point when it was different outlets and different moderators well i i don't know i think only wolf blitzer's been on before like i I, you know the the woman from the the des moines register i i certainly hadn't seen her before but to the point is it's just like they're just they're just there like all right i mean you know we've kept doing this this is the last one people are going to find the last one before people vote obviously Mm -hmm. we get more so, I don't know, it seemed like they had as much fun as you can in that setting. But I think Bernie getting in those chuckle moments yeah. was more helpful to him than probably half the answers he gave. But I think mm-hmm. he gave all very good answers. Something to counterbalance this idea of he is just this kind of, I don't know, an annoyed, serious... Curmudgeonly yeah. old well, man. I didn't mean that was yeah. the best line is the funny... Like, uh, a chuckle line. I meant that, that I, th- I just thought that that was my favorite thing that was said as far as I'm going to support any of these candidates Mm -hmm. no matter who gets the nom. Well, there's a lot of people that uh, are still upset with him because they think that he did too much damage to Hillary Clinton and that's why she didn't win by a bigger margin. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, because Bernie told her not to go to Wisconsin. That was definitely you know his advice. And that's the well, you know. Com- <laughs> 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 really joke. But I think in this last... Christian's this- surprised we're, Hillary we're wasn't in the debate tonight. Christian uh, still I, thinks she's... I, oh, God. Still time. She's still <laughs> polishing her There's time. still plenty of time. Yeah, there's Christian there's, thinks uh, she's still polishing her time. She's, she's finding an escalator to... Bloomberg is pulling third and he got in like a month ago. And you know, he's spending all of his money on commercials. Right, I, I see them. Good. I know I see that's them what I'm saying. I see them all the time. So you know, uh, there is something to that. If you've got a, a, a gazillion dollars and you just want to start throwing around everywhere, but fifty-six I, billion dollars, yeah. pretty close, something like that, right? Close. It yeah. makes Tom Steyer look like a little, yeah, look little poor. Chunk. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's insane. It really but is. This, those type of numbers. this debate needed to be an emotional appeal. Mm-hmm. At this point, we have heard these same answers 17,000 times. And it needed to be an uh, appeal to the emotions. I I don't think voters 
like to think of themselves as emotional decision makers, but we absolutely are. Who makes us feel seen? Who makes us feel heard? Who makes us feel safe? Who makes us feel that, that we've got an ally? And I think Trump makes some people feel like he's the bully mm-hmm. on their side, which is why I think Steyer's closing statement was about we are a team and I don't want let people kick my teammates in the face. He was trying to play on the same mind frame that Trump voters have, which is this guy is the bully that sticks up for me and doesn't let people kick me around. Uh, so I think that was strategic. I, I don't think the way he phrased it was emotionally compelling, but I think that that's what he's going for. And I think that the only one who had a good like emotionally like night that I can see is Elizabeth Warren. I was thinking by this point, maybe Amy Klobuchar would be a little bit um, better and more I think she attempted with, I, every time anybody brought up an example of so-and-so that I met at this place, when she, when Klobuchar was talking about um, the factory and the uniforms that still had the embroidered names on them, and he said that those were my friends and they've been fired. Like I think those were the attempts at emotion. Yes. And the, it was very quick. But the and even though in this debate she seemed more at ease, she seemed still to me to be very nervous. Yeah, she seems to me the way that I feel all the time, trying to remember to get my words straight and put words together in a coherent way. But I don't think that makes people feel safe and assured that they are supremely confident. And it's I think an unfortunate thing that we pick leaders based on how they appear so much Um, but how they appear is how how safe we feel with them and if she is so nervous and not seeming like in control Mm -hmm. and I got this and really charismatic see that's for me that's the problem with Pete Buttigieg he is a replica of Obama we all swooned and fell in love with him And He's then the progressives were very disappointed. I mean, I was a John Edwards guy, but what happened to you? <laughs> I was a John well, Edwards guy a long time ago. I would actually say that I don't feel that way, Pete Buttigieg, that I did with Obama. And I think what? that's part of my thing is that and most people have not paid attention to the debate. So for a lot of people, this is maybe the first time they're watching them now because now it's 2020 and people are actually voting at the end of the month. So for most of us that have watched it, we're like, yes, we're feeling like we're seeing a rerun again. And I thought nobody really changed opinions tonight if you've seen them for multiple times now. Maybe if it's the first time watching, maybe some people that have been backing Biden for most of it, except for his closing statement, which I thought was good. But for most of it, they're going to be like, okay, maybe I won't vote for him anymore. Right. Blubbering. He didn't. But but that's what I'm saying. I was like, blah. People that are just tuning in may not now, he may not be their first choice anymore like he had Mm -hmm. been for so long. But I don't feel the passion from any of those people in the sense that I did with President Obama in the sense that I'm like, I'm not feeling it. Everyone feels like they're still being too safe. Nobody was really being aggressive enough. And that really, again, goes back to Trump just doesn't care, blows everything up, says whatever he wants with no repercussions. And I still felt like each of these candidates was still playing it too safe. And I wasn't feeling particularly drawn to anyone. I'd be like, I cannot wait to vote for them. Yes, I want to vote against Trump, but I'm not seeing anyone still, even after tonight, that I'm like, now I feel I really want to vote for them. I don't think anybody was going to be moved that might have been voting for someone except, like I said, Biden if they're first tuning in. But everyone else that had their person, I don't think they did anything to really change anything on any Do individual minds. Do you think the fact the that scheme. so many people feel that have the sentiment of literally anybody else, that that is what is is hurting the candidates and that 
everybody is so like even moderates are so eager to just have literally anybody else in this position that everybody's sort of just kind of like yeah 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 whoever like just like it it it's sort of um what's the word let's like uh, diluting enthusiasm like our our, this our point, ability to be enthusiastic about one person is diluted just because we're so desperate just to have any of them. Does at this point, sense? it's the, the candidates have to the, themselves create their own energy mm-hmm. and really motivated um, bases. And I think, based on the the numbers, both uh, money wise and poll wise, Elizabeth and Bernie are the ones doing that the best. And I think that it can will be even louder and better. Uh, as one of them hopefully secures the nomination, um, and then I th- I'm thinking I'm hoping that a new level of energy will be released. I don't remember how Obama was in the primaries. Do in you? Oh eight. Yes. I, I, yes. I actually attended uh, at the what's what's it called now the Dolby Theater. Uh, I attended a debate yeah. between uh, Obama and Hillary. And I was like, oh, I, I, people talk about Obama, but I was completely unimpressed. I was underwhelmed by everything he said. And I was like, oh, yeah, Hillary really, uh, <clears throat> she's got this, you know, because wow. it just made sense, you know. But uh, In 2008? I, in yeah, 2008. 2008. I mean, seeing him on television later and stuff, sure. But in being in the room, I was just like, okay, yeah, I don't, I don't see what it is. Mm. But, uh, and I don't know. I mean, I think that. It was there, clearly. Uh, but uh, Yeah, I mean, I voted for Hillary in the primary here in California at that point because it was early again like it is right. going to be this year. It was very early. Um, it, I think it was in February, actually. But yeah. I, I I liked him and I was excited for him. But, I, you know, it was it, – I, I was also like, oh, I don't know, can he can he actually win? You know, you start getting scared because he's so inexperienced. And I think that in my head, and I think a lot of voters do that too, it, it goes back to why I think Biden's number one too is like, oh, they just think he is the one to win even though they're not feeling passionate about him at the point. They're like, oh, well, he, he can win. And so I think that was kind of like with me with Hillary in 08 was like, oh, well, I think she can win. She's sort of that, you know. Isn't this the, the lesson of Trump is that anybody could mm-hmm, win mm-hmm. just based on how they make – voters feel right and that's what i was saying earlier is it kind of goes back to it's and you were saying it goes the feeling but that's what's going to draw people in is like are they feeling good about the can they are they going to be passionate about voting for that person it's going to take more than voting just against trump it's like who is that person yeah. you're voting for right. i would say the lesson is that anyone can win except bill de blasio i mean i think that, <laughs> that is definitely the big takeaway. oh one thing that was really funny to me is the very first question was why are you the most qualified yeah. mm-hmm. uh person for the job and two people mentioned barbara lee <laughs> i'm just it just made me feel like so where's barbara lee where's she let's put where's she she's the one to not let's vote her, for the for the war for the right wars. Yeah, right. I, uh, and Elizabeth Warren was the only one who gave an impressive answer, and it's actually because she took the words right out of my mouth. I was like, "Who is the one sent talking about like judgment and your ability to make quick decisions? Mm-hmm. Um, experience going straight for the Iraq War as your resume on Commander in Chief is." Okay, we're not going to have that exact same situation again. If you told me exactly why and how you arrived at that and how that judgment will translate over to the next time that something happens, okay, fine. And he <laughs> kind of did that when he said, well, you know, who was it? Cheney and... Um, and Bush and Rumsfeld. Right, they, they all came in and they tried to sell mm-hmm. us on, you know, whatever, and I didn't believe them. 
Okay, so his ability to discern liars and truth tellers and people motivated by something other than the safety of Americans, uh, he's good at distinguishing that. Does that make him the prime candidate for commander-in-chief? That by itself? I don't think so, but it actually is is pretty high up there that he's not going to um, just follow along with the passionate money to interest that would have us go into uh, to conflict. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that that helps. But when you tell me the whole, I was the only one in Iraq, it was just like, come the F mm-hmm. on. And so when uh, Warren was like, it's about judgment. It's about character. It's about your ability to make calls. I was like, yes, thank you, finally. And I, I think that actually made me feel better about her as a rolling commander-in-chief because I don't hear her talk about that often yeah. I didn't know all. she was on the arms committee uh, when she talked about her uh, being yeah. on the committee mm-hmm. with the military. Uh, I, I thought that, that showed a lot of um, uh, authority. Oh, but yeah. it just shows on, also on that, that specific topic. Not clearly they're not focusing on the right thing in these oh, debates, right. but mm-hmm. if, we, if we're in like six debates in, and I didn't know that about her either. You know, uh, mm-hmm. let me just uh, get to the chat. Uh, R. Scott Brown, Tamara, you have a good point. I, too, think people are getting bored, maybe apathetic towards the nomination, as they are more interested in the general election. More importantly, the demon nut. I am there with Christian. Hillary is the nominee. <laughs> <laughs> crazy take, I know. Not so crazy. No, I've been not saying that, so too. Crazy. I said I would not oh doubt it God. at all. She's she's coming in I too? do. I've um, said it from the beginning with what? him. I said I can, no way. I, I will never put... No, I'm just saying because this is something she's wanted her entire life since she was a little girl that, you know, she's going to keep going out if she can. I'm not saying, you know, she would. she's 100% going in, but she, this is what she you, wants. You would, she feels, you would be surprised. I would not be yeah. surprised. I know this is what she wants. If she thinks she can go in and she can win against everyone else, she's going to do it again. Oi. Yeah. Uh, I do want to give Joe Biden credit, by the way. Uh, this debate, it was a full 90 seconds before he mentioned Barack Obama. So I think that uh, that shows some personal yeah. growth. Uh, you know, he seemed to talk less. Either yeah. that or, like, he actually had his words. Oh, I thought it was know, emotional collected. when he said, I, I was a single dad. And he mentioned when, yeah. when his wife. And he said it so quickly to, to, to not pull at your heartstrings with it, but just to... It was appropriate for that time. Except his forty-two thousand dollars. I was like, "That's actually really good money back then." <laughs> he made it seem like, it was like I'm like, "That's pretty decent then, now." And then I'll he's like, I, "And I had to drive five hundred miles." Yeah, two hundred fifty. I was like, well, <laughs> <laughs> okay. "I had to drive five thousand miles." We took a train because yeah. But here's the thing: he in trains. these debates, we hear about childcare. We heard about that in the Trump administration. Where is that now in the conversation? So it's like these debates and these plans that everybody comes up with are a little bit silly. I'm channeling a little bit of um, Marianne right now, and it should be more about how they Rest respond. Rest peace, Marianne. <laughs> <laughs> She's still alive. I'm just saying. She's not your her campaign. campaign. Yeah. You heard it here first, Her folks. presidential <laughs> campaign. Rest in peace to the campaign. Uh, it, it is a, a, about what you... Because I, I, at the moment, don't remember exactly what... Um, Bernie and Elizabeth, or anybody really say about child care. But knowing who they are, I can probably guess what they're going to say. And that's what candidates should be more focused on, is not their exact plan, but what do people associate, their, assume that their plan would be. I think going into child care, as important as I think that that is, and it, it truly is, it's just one of those things I've heard talked about for I don't know how many campaign cycles and it's just never become a thing because it's not at the top. Why? Because child care is an issue 
that is uh, who's going to make money from that or who's the people that stand to lose money if we uh, pay allow parents to stay home longer so there's it's again it's another role of money um, in politics that influence it um, and again if we were to connect those issues it would do better for that issue I think that um, Bernie tied trade and climate and the more that these issues can be tied together and not like a bunch of different unrelated um, issues then we can actually have a strong, like, aligned vision of what we want going forward that takes care of all of the issues. God, I should just be freaking running by. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, was, I, was, I was thinking that too. Uh, no. And I am now thirty-five, or thirty-six. You, I could, but yeah. I, you know, no. I, I just, I wish somebody else would. I, I, I or wish at least advise Alyssa, them, like advise right. them. Someone advise these candidates and say, okay, these are certain things that you should say or do. I mean, not know, that like, long ago, I, I had uh, Bernie's ear a little bit more mm-hmm. than Elizabeth Warren's, but I was when I was going to D.C. a lot. But um, even still, I see these um, uh, these pre-debate questionnaires that the candidates mm-hmm, send right. out. And it's like, yeah, it's nice that you want to know what's important to me, but you should actually be telling me what is the problem with government. We mm. all know there's a problem yeah. with government. What is the main problem, the overall solution, yeah, and then all the things it? it's right. going to fix. Right. Yeah. Whoever can weave that narrative in a compelling, emotional, but also passionate, smart, yep. passionate mm-hmm. way is going to win. Well, we are out of time. So uh, thank you to uh, people who stayed up late in the chat and, of course, to our panel. And who agreed with us. Uh, yeah, well, somebody agree with me. Nobody really agree with Scott. No, just there, kind of on the side. Yeah, that's, that's okay. You'll get your turn next week. Yeah. I uh, agree with Scott. In the, in the meantime, Chelsea, where can people find you? On Twitter at Chelsea Glitcher. Tamara on Twitter, hey Tamara underscore. And Scott, you can find me uh, basically calling out Trump at Sman eighty. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kristen DMZ. Mm-hmm. Now next week we'll be back at our regular time. Tuesday at 4 Pacific. That is indeed 7 Eastern. So uh, we will see you all then. Uh, Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first. We're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 